Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes... We're time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. Indeed, been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is Kylan and myself, Mike. Eric is not with us tonight. He is trying to foil a Hydra little convention. <laughs> I think he brought. And we wish you luck. I think he brought donuts. Not positive. <laughs> uh, do, do they eat donuts over at Hydra? I think so. Little green ones. Ah. Uh, uh, see, positive. yeah, no. Uh. I'm not positive. <laughs> oh. Well, we're thinking of you. Yeah. Yep. So. Cough any heads. <laughs> two grow back. That's what they say. Now, if you cut off two heads, will one come back? Uh, no, I think they say like for every one that cuts off, two more, or two more replaced. But you know that the thing is that's not true, because you know they they're they're pretty much down to nothing. You know, especially if we you know look at what's going on in Agents of Shield. But you know, yeah, yeah. Well, before Shield gets too far along with us, how <laughs> how about check out the website. MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, check out our affiliates: Loot Crate, Ripped Apparel, TV Store Online, Superhero Stuff, and you know their affiliate. I think I'm going to add them to the homepage here, especially since the ECHL, which was a minor league hockey, minor league hockey league, it's like a two steps below the NHL. They did a whole Marvel series. This year, we've talked about it. Right, yeah. Different teams. I think we even covered the press conference, uh, how it was held at James Silent Bob's secret stash. Right. Um, Well, I know that the local team here uh, was in Captain America. Oh, Toledo, yeah. Um, Yeah. I believe it was Toledo. They were wearing. No, it was. was, um, The Lake Monsters? The Lake, Lake Erie Monsters, yeah. Well, that's AHL, so that was a different uh, thing. But, but still, prime example, Marvel has been heavily involved in different sports leagues. The geek culture in general has been involved in different sports leagues. At the moment, just go to WeBeGeeks.net and click the um, Fan Chest page. 
or fan chest picture. And whether it's Major League Baseball, NBA, uh, NHL, college, there's a fan chest for you. Plus, they're getting ready for some stuff for for Father's Day where they're getting ready to sell Father's Day boxes. So that'd be a cool thing to have. Oh, they are? They are. So that'd be some cool stuff to get. Um, so check those out. Um, so those are our affiliates. If you have any picks of the week that you want to hear hear us promote online, um, MMG at MightyMarvelGeeks.net or leave us a, a voicemail on our, um, on our speak pipe on the website. So it's a little tab on the on the right hand side. I'll come out and say, leave a voicemail. Uh, so you can do it right from the website. So uh, other than that, let's get right into the juicy, juicy of this. Yeah, let's do it. Venom. Now, this is a rumor and we all know how we are about rumors and speculation. We're not really a fan but this could be intriguing. New rumor claims that Woody Harrelson will indeed play Carnage in the movie. Now, here's what makes it interesting. Last month, last month, hashtag show reported that Carnage won't actually play a large role in the film at all. Will only appear in one scene towards the end, possibly even a post credit scene. But... Bleeding Cool is now claiming to have confirmed that Woody Harrelson is playing Carnage in the movie. Hmm. Now here here's the here's the Bleeding Cool story. And this is what I like. I'm like, why are we doing it? this is from Rich Johnston, who I believe is head and owner of Bleeding Cool. It's not like it hasn't been rumored, it has. But Bleeding Cool has been told in a very confirmy way that not only is Carnage to appear in the upcoming Venom movie, but yes, he will be played by Woody Harrelson. Of course, this was dated April 1st. So one, I'm tending to think this may be April Fool's if it isn't right. okay. But it's that been told in a con, uh, a confirming, confirmy way. Really? What's a confirmy way? Oh, I can uh, I can kind of confirm. I I can't confirm. I can't confirm, nor can I deny. But I have a pretty good reason to believe that. <laughs> you know, I can't confirm or deny. But you know, Woody Harrelson, he's definitely in the movie. I can't confirm or deny, but the sky is blue. Right. I can't confirm or deny, but. Rumors like this is stupid. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, the, I, I'm i getting to the point, and actually this was something that started with Black Panther, where I, the, I, you're, you're going to get my money. I don't want to know too much. Right. You know, and so, like, for something like this, okay, number one, it's kind of hard for me to picture Woody Harrelson playing this role. But a guy, and it'd be interesting to see what he could bring to the role. But at the same time, part of me would like to be surprised by this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but I can see him. I mean, because uh, 
Ben Riley is a dark character. He's a really dark character. Right. And but they're saying this is going to be this is going to be Cletus Cassidy as Carnage. But isn't it, isn't Cletus Cassidy? Um, uh, which one is Cletus? I don't remember. Is he Scarlet Spider? He maybe. Yeah, it's either way. Whether it's Cassidy or Riley, I I, I love what comic book movie says afterwards. Uh, I mean, and they're, they're phrasing it. They don't offer any details except to say they've been told in a very confirmy way. Um, so it's like with everything, and then they're saying just a rumor for now, but given everything else we've heard to this point, it would seem to be a safe enough bet. Well, no, it's not a safe bet until we hear it from Sony. Right. It's not a safe enough bet until we hear it from maybe someone involved in the MCU or at Marvel Studios. If this is part, if this still ends up being part of the MCU, which we're being told is not part of the MCU, right? But Tom Tom Holland's going to be in it. Yeah. Now, now explain that to me. So, is that confirmed? Do we definitely know that? No, because that's rumor as well. See, you know what. Uh, mm. Okay, <laughs> I, don't, I I can't remember. I don't think any of the MCU movies, and this is including Spider-Man: Homecoming, had so many rumors floating around the movie. I don't oh, yeah. remember. I don't remember any any of those movies having so many rumors around it. I I don't remember either. You know, but and it almost feel, it feels like it's almost it's a little bit of sensationalism, like they're trying to drum up uh, attention to the movie. And the thing is, people are going to go see this movie. They like Venom. They 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 like Tom Hardy. Um, they, they you know they and they may be interested in seeing how they're going seeing how this alternate take on the story is going to work. Yeah. You know, it's just I, I I don't know. I just yeah, it, it's I don't know what what do you do? Just I, I I don't get it. I really don't. So I mean, so we we got the rumor there. It's um to me, I just found it odd that you know, hey, this very well could be just. An April Fool's joke, and we're and all get true. and we're all getting played, and that's true too. And uh, if so, you got me, <laughs> you know. But I don't know. No, it's girl. You really got me now. <laughs> oh, David Lee Roth, where are you? Yep. So. But let's go to some stuff that's – let's go to a story that's not rumor. Oh, no. This is not a rumor at all. Uh, so it seems that uh, – well, you know, this, the Black Panther is quite the blockbuster. Uh, you know, and, and that's not to say that Marvel and Disney didn't expect the movie to do well. But this movie broke records. Uh and it's broken a record that is in house for Marvel Disney. 
Uh, so Black Panther beats Frozen to become the tenth biggest movie in history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Black Panther, you know, uh, uh, no, it really is still in the box office. It's still at the you no know, in theaters right now, and um, it's been breaking records that haven't been broken since Avatar back in two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But then again, we're talking live action Fern Gully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember that discussion. And um, so Black Panther passed Frozen by earning $1.276 billion at the box office. And it's still making money. Um, money, 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 money. Yeah, and this is a Marvel's third movie on the top ten list with the Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron holding numbers five and seven, uh, which actually that surprises me a bit. Um, Iron Man 3 was previously on the top ten list, uh, but was not, slowly knocked down. And so like, like now it's pretty much at a, it's a, hanging at number 14. Right. Um, uh, let's see, Star Wars, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, uh, was I think at number nine at one point. Uh, yeah. So let's just say it's safe to say that the top ten list is f- probably firmly held by uh, a, a bunch well, of a bunch of Disney movies. I'm gonna go with Wookie Radio on this for a moment. Last Jedi in the top ten, and yet. It's such a horrible film. I, I, said, I don't every fa- said every fanboy everywhere. Uh, well, if it's such a horrible film, why is it in the top ten? I'm like, did did, did we see the same movie? Because I thought the movie was freaking awesome. You know? But, you know, haters are going to hate, as they say. Yep. All right. And so, yeah, so now the thing is like the – so like Black Panther, it's, gonna be, it's hitting China. But it it did okay in China, uh, not as big as they expected. But uh, it's uh, internationally though, uh, in other markets, uh, doing really, really, really well. Um, yeah. And to that point, uh, Black Panther is making history again because it is going to be in thirty five years that is going to be shown. In Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Who would have thunk that that Black Panther would have the funk in Saudi Arabia? In Saudi Arabia. That that was horrible. You should have stopped me while I was behind. And I think I lost Kylan. I was, yeah, I was floored because I assumed that Black Panther, well, Saudi Arabia rather, was still showing new movies selectively, but apparently I was wrong. I hate when you're right. <laughs> you know, but you know, for for the first movie in 35 years to be shown there, that you know, for it to be Black Panther. Although, you know what? And I will say this: the Black Panther is a great point for people who have not seen. A Marvel movie to jump in, especially 
if you want to jump in and, and, and pick up where the story, Leads you know, off. takes off. Yeah. But at the same time, it gives you just enough that if you want to go backwards, you can. And, and you have enough of a foundation to build off from there, too. See, I might get hate mail for this, and that's okay because we rarely get email to the MMG at MightyMarvelGeeks.net email. Even when, we, even when I've gotten really bad about, like, the action figure variant covers. But Black Panther could almost be considered the Marvel now of the MCU. You know what? <laughs> I'll give you that. No, I, I will totally give you that. It's almost true. It's, it, it really is. I will give you that. I will it is, you it that. is practically true. I mean, it's... I I had people like I said before, you know, there were people that uh, my coworkers who had never stepped foot in a Marvel theater in their entire life. They're fired. They went in, saw this, and some of them got hooked. Some of them want to know, well, why? You know what happened when his father died, and what's what? You no. Know, no, why? Why is uh, this? Who's this guy that comes out of the hut? And you know, and you know, because they they give you just enough to make you want to go back. Yeah, you the know? guy who comes out of the hut. To to quote Jeff Beck in Rowhouse, mm-hmm. that's Jabba, <laughs> Jabba the Hut. <laughs> okay, the name. That's- is Jabba. Oh, uh, man. I, see, no, I've been thinking about going back and watching Roadhouse all this week. It's been running, I think, on AMC. It has? Yeah, it's probably on demand. <laughs> for free. Well, I, I, I've seen I've seen it like four times in the last month and a half. I, well, I have like the, is it like the 20th anniversary edition? <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little obsessed with the movie. <laughs> Just a little. So yeah, um, Black Panther, first movie that the people that the good uh, the good people of Saudi Arabia uh, will get to see uh, as far as new movies go. And if you can imagine imagine the culture shock when the last new movie you saw was 35 years ago, the things that they can do now. Oh, you know, hello, shut the world. Oh my gosh. Just like the scene alone where they fly, where they're flying back into Wakanda and the, uh, the, the jungle canopy fades away and you, and you see that it's all an illusion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or holograms, but still. Yep. So, yeah. Well, how about this? Kevin Feige is uh, finally addressing that Spider-Man Homecoming timeline and the controversy behind it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, the strength of continuity in the Marvel Universe has led to a lot of fans to obsess about the timeline of the entire franchise. And I think we talked about it a little bit, too, you know, like with Doctor Strange. When is this taking place? Where is it taking, you know, 
where in time is it taking place type right. deal. So in the opening sequence of Spider-Man, a title card establishes that the events of the blockbuster take place eight years after the events of the Avengers. But this doesn't really line up with the perception that Joss Whedon, that the Joss Whedon movie takes place in the year of 2012. Um, and of course, this little bit of trivia has been uh, perplexing Marvel geeks for months. But now, Kevin Feige to the rescue to finally clarify the issue. So here's the quote. All of the debate has made us go, okay, at some point, I'm not sure exactly when, we're going to publish a timeline and see where it all is. It wasn't meant to flummox anybody exactly, and I'm not sure I'd do it again the same way, but it does all connect to where we placed it. Other than very particular instances where there's a newspaper or a verbal reference to years, we never date the films. And I think there's a presumption, well, if the movie came out in 2017, or November of 2017, then it must take place in November of 2017, which is not the case. Because look at Iron Man 3. It didn't come out during the holidays. It took place during the holidays. Right. It had a great little uh, Christmas song. Jarvis, give me a beat. And then it goes right into Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> um, so the the writer uh, or columnist Eric Eisenberg with Cinema Blend had an opportunity to sit down with Kevin Feige during the... Of course, this was... When was the story? This, this story was like five months ago. So it's just... <laughs> but it's just now like really breaking headlines. Oh my gosh. Um, so, you know, it, it was specifically asked, um, the, the, so when, when he cornered Feige some more, he goes, the specifics of the timeline looking at, I love, I have loved timelines. I love the Star Wars timeline with the Battle of Yavin. Everything is either after the battle or before the battle. We're doing that, and the origin port, origin point for us, is saying, I am Iron Man. So everything will be either years before that to the Big Bang um, to you know, everything after that. It would look very cool and complex like Doc, Doc Brown on chalkboard by the time it's published. <laughs> so um, for now, we still don't have that complete picture regarding how the bulk of Spider-Man Homecoming is set eight years after the Avengers. But for right now, we're just acknowledged that this is not some sort of clerical error and we'll keep an eye out for few further updates on the story, as well as when we can expect the publication of the Marvel cinematic universe timeline. Well, you know, okay. I'm now that that article is meant for me because I'm one of those people. I need to know where everything sits. And you know, you kind of have that feeling that, um, and I and I will say largely because of Agents of Shield. You know, you get this feeling that things uh -huh. happen. You know, at, you know, in essence, in real time. So, but it's going to be a good night. <laughs> Sorry, I threw another song reference at you, didn't I? <laughs> 
it's gonna be anyway. <laughs> like that song's in my head now. Gosh, thank you. So you know better, the thing is better well, than raindrops on top. Because you know raindrops keep falling on my head here in Florida. Ah, uh, turning red. I was crying not from anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> We're here all week. You know, folks. and it. You know, and I had I was I was driving when I was leaving work today. I got caught behind, got between two eighteen wheelers, and a convoy started playing in my head. So you know, <laughs> oh jeez, everybody wants to be part of a convoy. <laughs> but I digress. So you know, okay, you know, maybe maybe I should just I I will try to treat the timeline a little bit more loose sort of like how they do in Star Wars like X number of years or X number of years before or after bat- of the Battle of Yavin so you know I'll just try to treat it the same way you know so although since when does Tony start coming out as Iron Man since when is that the linchpin the, the linchpin shouldn't it be the first appearance of Steve Rogers Although uh, I go, I guess Tony Stark technically is the birth of the modern superhero. Yeah, sort. yeah. I mean, I can make the argument of you know with the current timeline because why wouldn't it be? In, why wouldn't the, the turning point be in in Star Wars when either? Anakin leaves Tatooine for the first time, or Anakin wins the pod race for the first time. Exactly. Or or destroys the the Federation uh, base. Or heck, Order Six or, Six for that matter. Yeah. Why isn't it pre? Why aren't the events pre Order Sixty Six post Order Sixty Six? Because it's the Battle of Yavin that's the factor here. Right. Right. So, you know, and I guess, you know, and and the truth is it wasn't Steve Rogers, the presence of Steve Rogers, that was the impetus for the Avengers. You know, it was. So (laughs) it was Tony Stark. It was Tony Stark. You know, I mean, Fury pretty much even says so that the, the Avengers initiative was pretty much created because of him. So, you know, it's. Uh, you know, so okay, I get that, and I'm willing to run with it. Um, so you know, okay, uh, I but but the timeline for Doctor Strange still bothers me. That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, because I I still think they're talking about uh, Rhodes, Rhodey. I yeah, I mean because okay. The end credit for Doctor Strange apparently is a year before his conversation with Thor. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I still think, and that being the case, I mean, considering Doctor Strange takes place not too long after uh, Civil War, I don't know. It To me, it just sounds like it's Rhodey. It's either Rhodey. Or it's Carol Danvers, but I still think it's Rhodey. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so I don't know. Well, how about some other big highlights that we have? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, now, here's another rumor. Uh, so you guys can take this and run with it if you want. So, uh, yeah, so it looks like... Um, so, now, this is an article from mcuexchange.com. And, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at... Uh, uh, now, while... And, no, looking at this article, it says, while the most recent character franchises are expected to return... One film that is rumored to be in the works is The Eternals. And it says the dudes over at MCU Cosmic. So, yeah. Um, now, looking at the Cosmic Universe right now, we just have Guardians. Uh, Thor doesn't really count in that, I don't think. No. We have, we have Guardians. Uh, uh now we also have Captain Marvel who is on the way but she's not here yet uh, but she will be uh, I think she's present in in uh, Avengers 4 I think well supposedly was supposed to be present in um in Infinity War cuz supposedly right. in the TV spot you see her behind um behind cap right and and so and and that's true so and from what we know of infinity war we're 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 getting we're we're definitely getting the the guardians yeah and and if that's the case then we're getting captain marvel and you know okay so we we're getting the beginnings of the cosmic universe and if you look at if you're following agents of shield there's some cosmic stuff going on there. So, you know what? So let's not why not expand it? Let's bring in the Eternals. <laughs> you know, uh and they're saying that the uh they're saying that the film um with the help of quote unquote James Gunn uh they expect to see a film slated for 2021 2022 I you know considering the uh inhumans were such a incredible letdown um maybe are, are those lessons learned and they're going to make sure that they don't they don't repeat it with the eternals I don't know I mean I'll be honest with you, I'm not that very familiar with the Eternals. Um, but, you know, I've actually, I see it as an opportunity to kind of maybe use my Marvel Unlimited to jump in there and learn a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. You know. Which is a great tool to have. It really is, you know, uh, especially for, you know, I, you know, I can imagine people who may not may not have been totally familiar with Black Panther. You know what? You can just open it up, and especially when it comes up to comes to a, uh, an event like this comes around, they really do. Uh, they the people at Marvel do a really good job of focusing the uh, Marvel Unlimited on certain characters and certain storylines, so you can get at least you can get an understanding of what the comic origins are before you go in there. Right. You know, so you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so that that's where we are now. You know, these I will say that this was one of um, Jack Kirby's uh, many cosmic creations. So you know, this would be awesome to see another piece of King Jack. No, King Jack oh, right yeah. up there on the big screen for all of us to oh, know, yeah. enjoy. So, oh yeah, I would, I would definitely say so. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe Thanos would have something to say about that. This is true too. Mm-hmm. So well, we do have some other good news. There was a video that came out talking about the release date for Spider-Man, which is going to be PS4 only, which I'm kind of upset about. But I'm sorry, although I got PS4, so. I don't. I would love to see it on PC. Well, you know, it might happen. I would hope so. I would hope so. Uh, So, yeah. Um, Screen Rant uh, gave this and says, uh, Insomniac Games, the acclaimed developer behind such titles as Sunset Overdrive and Ratchet & Clank, has spent the last few years working on the new Spider-Man game. Um... Of course, Sony has built in built up a reputation over the years for uh, for the you know for their games, right? Um, having you know high tier first party titles. Um, and of course, the the game was first announced at E three twenty sixteen. Well, it was released on the fourth that Marvel's Spider Man PS four game will be released September 7th of this year. And there will be some new costumes with it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Spider-Punk. There's a, a, a punk costume. Complete okay. With, com- complete with vest and uh, and uh, spikes on his head. We're talking <laughs> like metal screwed-in spikes. So, I mean, I, I think that's kind of cool. Well, heck yeah. Uh, and there's two more. And if you pre-order, there'll be two more costumes coming. So, um, quite a bit to look forward to. Well, you know, I remembered uh, the Spider-Man game that came out, man. I guess it had to been around 2000, maybe 2004, 2005. And it, it was one, it, it was kind of, sort of, connected to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, kind of, sort of, but not really. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it was a, it was a really, really good game. And they had different costumes. And, in fact, I think my favorite costume in there was the um, – I'm trying to think. Well, God, uh, wow. I just completely drew a blank on that. Uh, and I can, I can totally see it. It was more or less black and red. Um, and it was a costume that we never got to see anywhere else. Like, it wasn't even in the comics anywhere. It was more of a concept. I think it was like a concept piece for the movie, and it just was never used. But I loved it, and I always had them in that one. But, you know, yeah, maybe it was more of that. We can hope. Yeah. Oh, man. So, and so, you know, I don't know. I I just... uh, if I could put my words together, <laughs> I just um, I just left the 
store to put down payment on a video game that I'm looking forward to. So I guess I'm going to have to turn around and go back. Yep. Doesn't that oh, stink? Oh, darn. You know, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I have to go get another video game. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. Um, I guess after that, uh, let's do this. Doctor Strange arriving at Disney California Adventure Park. This comes from the Disney Park blogs, so we can officially talk about it. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, let's. Um, guess we'll soon have the opportunity to master, to, to encounter the master of mystic arts. Dr. Strange acts as an intermediary between the real world and what lies beyond, utilizing a vast array of metaphysical abilities and relics to protect the universe. Guess we'll soon get a glimpse into his magic, mind-bending world when he appears for the first time at the Walt, at the Disneyland Resort. Dr. Strange travels great distances in an instant by opening portals between dimensions. There's no telling where and when he may appear, so stay tuned. Uh, this includes, uh, we'll expand more to adding to Black Panther, Spider-Man, and Captain America. Oh, cool. Oh, that was Alex Ross I was trying to think of, by the way. Okay. All right, so, all right, so, all right, so, uh, and I know because of the, though super weird law, no legal stuff that be no, no on one side of Mississippi versus the other side of Mississippi, and I'm not mad that the people on the West Coast get to have a little bit of Marvel with their D, with their Disney experience. I just uh, look forward to when we when we can too. We will with Guardians, but that's true. I wish we could with Doctor Strange, which we can. But they're choosing not to. Hey, what about Captain Marvel? Uh, quite possibly. And there's, oh. I can't. Uh, I said too much that way. <laughs> yeah. I I won't I won't hold you I won't hold your feet to the fire. I appreciate it. But um, trying other than that. Well, how how about this? We've talked about it over on, on Wookie Radio. Um, is there too much Marvel on the film side, on the cinematic side? No. Why would you say that? Because okay, I, I think of it like this: we're we're at the point now where um, superhero movies have become their own genre. Yeah. Okay, and you know, to that point, you know, we can't. You know, there are people who want who may want to say, uh. You know, there's you don't hear you don't hear people saying, "Oh, there's too many romantic movies, too many romantic movies, or there's too many dramas, or there's too many uh, action movies." Or that you know, the thing is, it's become its own genre, and so it just so happens that as of right now, there's only two companies that have their hats in the ring that are actively making movies. But we know also know that there are other companies out there that are you know about to bring their uh, properties to the big screen too. So I wouldn't think that there's too much Marvel. I would say that um, 
it's a good thing that we're looking at that we're looking at the possibility of a deal between Disney and Fox because if that was not the case I would say that I, I would say that we probably would end up hitting overload because the general populace like to me a Captain America movie is completely different from an Iron Man movie Oh, yeah. and, and and those are completely different from a Guardians movie, which is a completely different world from an Avengers movie. Now, true, they're all superhero movies, but you're getting a different experience with each one. But to the general populace, I think a lot of them just see it all as superhero. Right. But But the thing is, they like it. And if they don't like it, then, you know, they're not going to see it. But you know what? Marvel knows how to bring good product to the people. If they didn't know how to do that, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about 20-plus movies over a 10-year period. Are we, uh, we're not up to 20, are we? Are we? Ah, I don't think, I think so. Close, man. You don't think so? Three Iron Man. Yeah. Three caps, that's six. Yeah. Three Thors, that's nine. Nine. Two Avengers, Two Avengers. that's 11. Two Guardians, Two. that's 13. One Spider-Man. One Spider-Man, that's 14. One Ant-Man, that's 15. And then by the time we get done with this year. Well, I guess you add a Hulk, Incredible Hulk, that's Hulk, 17. That's 17. Uh, and uh, Black, Black Panther, Panther 18. 18. Lead, so eighteen films leading into Infinity. So yeah, War. you were. Yeah, I guess you were close. I apologize. Yeah, that's quite all right. So I mean that, and and every one of those movies, true, they have varying degrees of success, but they have all been successful. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I would think if there was too much, Disney would have already slowed it down, or had Marvel slow it down. Right, but it's the same thing with Star Wars, though. There's not too much. I mean, look to say there's too much. Look at Marvel. Marvel's put out more in less time, and and everything's good. That's true. And uh, you know, we haven't even touched television. No, we have not. So, um, so yeah, I I think. I think that's where we're, we've got the interesting thing. And, uh, yeah, I don't think there's too much, and I, I think we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. So. I, I agree. So, you know. Um, so at this point in time, uh, I guess we go straight to uh, Picks of the Week. All right, let's do it. Since Eric wasn't able to join us, uh he sent in his picks of the week, so we're going to play that right now. Hey, guys, it's Eric. I'm really sorry I wasn't able to join you this week. I'm, I'm broadcasting from a remote location. So how remote is it? It's so remote, even I don't know where it is. So let's get the geography lesson and go straight into my picks of the week. First pick of the week is Thanos number 18, written by Donnie Cates, art by Jeff Shaw. At long last, Thanos wins. When there is nothing left to kill, death comes to the one who loves her most, King Thanos. How will the fantastic saga of Thanos, King Thanos, and the Cosmic Ghost Rider end? Well, I guess you just have to read it. 
Number two pick is Spider-Man Deadpool number 31, written by Robbie Thompson and art by Chris Piccolo. Spider-Man and Deadpool versus everyone. Spider-Man and Deadpool have done something with grave consequences. Those consequences? Oh, just all-out war on our heroes at the hands of all the other superheroes of the Marvel Universe. That's all. This arc will change the way you look at your favorite heroes, and we don't just mean Spider-Man and Deadpool. My third and final pick of the week is Despicable Deadpool number 298, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Mike Hawthorne. The Marvel Universe Kills Deadpool Part 2. You like villains? Oh, we got villains. With a $20 million bounty on Deadpool's head, every no-good scumbag in the game is going to be gunning for him. And after the year he's had, that's just the way he wants it. Well, there you go, guys. Those are my three picks. I hope to join you again next week. Until then, make mine Marvel. Peace. Thanks, Eric. So, well, since I've got the MU pick for the week, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start us off with... Uh, this is written by Ryan North and art by Erica Anderson. Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, yeah. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 31. Have you been doodling? I wish they would do an issue where Squirrel Girl got a new superpower and Nancy Whitehead also got a superpower in your diary. Well, we've got, we have some good, incredibly specific to you news that is happening. In this special standalone issue, where Doreen and Nancy are blasted into hypertime, they're moving so fast as to be invisible to everyone. So, the, so of course, they decide to fight crime at super speed. Or there are some downsides to, re, are there, but are there downsides to moving really fast? Yes, there are. Can anyone in regular time get them back? Nope. Will they be trapped there forever? We're not answering that last question because you'll just have to buy the issue and find out. (laughs) So how about your first pick? Uh, My first pick is Captain America, number 700. Uh, The writer is Mark Wade. Uh, Now, mind you, I'm looking at a variant here. So the art is by Chris Samney and the cover is by Big Jim Steranko. I met the guy. I met the guy once. He is so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, this cover looks amazing. Jim, we know uh, you're listening. We want you on the show. Yeah, Jim, come on. You now, you you have to remember me. We met uh, in Canton, and we had this really great conversation. You told me about uh, how you got your covers. Uh, you got Marvel to finally accept your covers. Just remember that we got to talk. Anyway, we're not saying, but we're saying, and that's all we're saying. <laughs> Yep. So out of time, out of time conclusion. Cap is finally out of time, frozen in time, awakened in a decimated future, and once again a man out of his era. There is only one way for Steve Rogers to restore order and rebuild civilization, and that's to rule it as King Captain America. No dream, no hoax, no lie. This is Cap. And this is happening, believe it or not. Plus, Mark Wade delivers an untold t- tale from Captain America's past featuring the classic artwork of Jack Kirby. Okay. Well, my second pick of the week, Star Wars Thrawn number three. Uh, of course, this is by Jody Hauser, Luke Ross, and Paul Renard. 
Uh, the rise of the Grand Admiral continues. Lieutenant Thrawn has been moving fast through the ranks of the Empire, but he isn't the only one. Meet Arhenda Price, which we know her as the governor of Lothal, or Lothal, as she too rises through the corporate Corsican political climate. But the paths cross in mysterious ways as the two discover a dark secret within the Empire. Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh, awesome. So, your second pick of the week. Uh, my second pick is Doctor Strange, number 388. Uh, and this is by Donnie Cates, Nico Hen- Henricon. And Michael Del Mundo. Uh, it's a damnation tie-in. Doctor Strange has tried playing it straight, and he's tried cheating. It's the only way to is the only way to win Mephisto's game not to play. While he tries to check out of the Hotel Inferno, Wong and the Midnight Suns try to break in. With the souls of the living and the dead on the line, is the Sorcerer Supreme willing to follow his former assistant's lead? Okay. Well, I guess we're into uh, our final picks of the week. Yep. Well, I'm leaving this special one for last. Creators of this one is Greg Land, Dave Balden, and Gail Simone. (laughs) It's Domino number one. Nice. Bad Luck and Trouble Part One. Impossible Curves, Impossible Shots, Impossible Targets. Marvel's number one soldier of fortune is back in an explosive new ongoing series. The product of a failed super soldier program, Nina Thurman always made her own luck as the sharpshooting mercenary known as Domino. But what happens when her own powers betray her? The hunter becomes the hunted as every mercenary in the game smells blood in the water. Plus, a pair of beloved Marvel characters return. Ah. So, <sighs> your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Star Wars Darth Vader number 14, brought to us by Charles Soule and Giuseppe Camuncoli. If I butchered that, I apologize. Uh, Darth Vader continues his mission to bring Moncala to heal. As the Emperor grip tightens on the galaxy, no tolerance for a rebellion can be afforded, especially not when being fomented by a surviving Jedi. Vader goes in for some wet work in this brutal story. Ah, wet work. Mm. <laughs> well... For the Marvel Unlimited pick, I was watching Bravo or CMT at work, mm-hmm. and this this little movie pops on called Coyote Ugly. Oh my gosh, yeah. And in it was part of the subplot revolved around a bet. And the bet was the Amazing Spider-Man, as he put it, volume 129. Okay, you might be from Australia, character-wise, mm-hmm. but it's issue 129. Yes. So we bring to you Amazing Spider-Man, issue 129. Uh, this came out in 1974. 
value of the book was 20 cents at the time. But do you know what's so important about this book? Do tell. I will. Uh, how about first appearance of Punisher? Oh, yeah. Now, here's some notes about this book. Uh, Spider-Man recounts his current losses and troubles. They are as follows. The death of his girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, who died in a, during a battle against the Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 121. Uh, the Green Goblin was seemingly killed in battle shortly thereafter in the following issue um, and was explained in Spider-Man, the Osborne Journal, number one. Uh, but he resurfaces in issue four. 412. Nobody knows that the Green Goblin and Norman Osborn are the same person because his son, Harry, recovered the costume in Amazing Spider-Man 123, a fact that was revealed in issue 126. Uh, public knowledge of Osborn's connection to the Green Goblin is not revealed until Spider-Man Legacy of Evil number 1. The newspaper coverage about the Punisher are details of events from Punisher Year One, one through four. Spider-Man mentions building his Spider Mobile with the Human Torch. Mm -hmm. Is this what uh, Mego was <laughs> had made? Is this the same vehicle? Um, I believe so. Yeah. This has been an ongoing project between Amazing Spider-Man one twenty-six through one twenty-eight. The vehicle is completed in Amazing Spider-Man 130. And then Peter worries about a notice that he and Harry got from their landlord about outstanding rent that happened in issue 127. In that same issue, he has a talk, Peter has a talk with Professor Warren about his grades. Uh, the cover art is, is paid homage to the following comics. Uh, the cover of, or has... Um, what if number 58 and ultimate Avengers versus new ultimates number three. Uh, so yeah, those two issues pay homage to this. Uh, now this is the first appearance of the Punisher and the cover is of this issue is one of 32 that appear in the comic collection from the 2000 video game Spider-Man. Yep. Yep. So, and you, and uh, this is, uh, this is the version of Punisher that we get with the white go-go boots. So there's that. Yeah. Now, um, I just drew a blank. This is horrible. Uh, this is the white go-go boots. I don't remember now. Um, but I did find uh, this quick little thing. Marvel Studios is going to pay tribute to late Captain Marvel consultant Major Steven Del Bango. Bango. Um, the team at Marvel Studios was remembering a fallen member of their family, uh, who had, you know, the company had just shared a statement regarding the death of Major Steven Del, Bang Del Bagno, the Air Force pilot and consultant on Captain Marvel. Um, yesterday we lost a friend, or we lost a friend yesterday. Marvel Studios is saddened to hear the loss of Air Force Major Steven Del Bagno who we were lucky to get to know during his time as a consultant on Captain Marvel, the studios wrote on Twitter. Uh, so uh, the news of his death was released after a training accident ended in tragedy. Uh, the Thunderbirds pilot was killed while performing a set of maneuvers at Niels Air Force Base in Nevada. Oh, man. 
Yep. Mm. So, yeah. So we got that. Uh, I couldn't find any other any other news. Oh, Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is finally out. Yeah. That's, that's a fun little game. It, it reminds me a lot of Star Wars um, Galaxy of Heroes. Okay, okay. So I saw I saw I saw the ad for it. I'm like, oh, okay, looks cool, looks cool. But I, I'm moving through the ranks a little bit quicker than uh, than I did in Galaxy. Okay, so mm, cool. Um, I guess on that note, any final thoughts? I got nothing. Well, I got nothing as well. Uh, I hope everyone everyone enjoyed the show. Uh, again, check out our affiliates on the homepage. Uh, go over to WeBeGeeks.net for your um, fan chest link. Um, and until next time. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. Thank you.